53 podcast is doing a mid-season review. We're going to do some power rankings of all 32 teams. This year they expanded the playoffs into 14 teams when Jason and I get together and do an actual podcast review with the both of us. We will be going through contenders and pretenders. At this point, I am going to break down Uncle Luke here. Break down my 32 to 1 power rankings. Give you a little bit of background as to why I put that team where they're at. And to be honest with you, midway through the season, I might be crowning some people. Uh, crowning some division winners. Crowning some people who I think are going to make it to conference championships. People who are going to make it to the Super Bowl potentially. So let's get into it right away. The first couple are just going to bang them out real quick. Uh, nothing too fun about them, you know? So we're going to go with number 32, the New York Jets. I tell you what, the New York Jets, uh, on offense, they do have a, uh, some weapons and young guys too. Denzel Mims, uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, the running back. Uh, Jameson Crowder, when he's healthy, he's looking good. But the offense is 32nd ranked in points. Defense, nothing too much fun there. And what does this team do? after this year i really don't know adam gase probably gone sam darnold where does he go do they get a quarterback if they are the number one pick do they trade him for assets do they trade him for more picks i don't know I, I, if you're a jets fan I, I don't think there's any hope around this team right now which is unfortunate you know you you trade away jamal adams somebody who could have been a foundation for your team, at least for your defense. He wanted out, and now who is left? And what are you going to do now? Number 31, Washington football team. They are 2-5. and five. They're 30th ranked on offensive point scoring. They're going to move on from Dwayne Haskins in the offseason. I think Scary Terry's a stud. Antonio Gibson looks like a good player as a rookie. You know, they got rid of Adrian Peterson early on. Uh, in this season, making way for Antonio Gibson, the rookie. But really where this team lies in potential and in hope is this defense, uh, 11th in points against. Um, you know, they only let up three against the Cowboys, which obviously helps their points against crazily. And they've only allowed one 300-yard passer. So that pass rush and that pass defense has been good. I think you build off Montez Sweat and Chase Young on defense. Give Riverboat Ron Rivera a couple of years, maybe a quarterback that he actually wants. And this team could be in position to win the division. I mean, let's be honest, the division is not good. You know, they're only a couple pieces away. Number 30. I got the Jags here at number 30. They're one and six. They're 26 in points four on offense. Minshew Mania, uh, our Minshew report hasn't looked good lately, guys. Uh, but he has completed 66% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, 5 picks. He's been running the ball all right as well. Not as much as last year, but doing it all right. Uh, I don't think he's the problem, but I think there could be a solution at the quarterback spot as well. He's sitting out this week in Week 9 due to an injury. Uh, but the bright spot on offense are their rookies. Uh, this James Robinson, the running back, is doing great. If you picked him up in fantasy, you're happy. He's a top five guy in fantasy running back production right now. And uh, LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado. Uh, DJ Chark hurt a couple weeks. They got options there. Defense, not good. 
you know, traded away assets. Ngakwe was uh, the most recent. Um, Kalias Campbell's gone. Um, Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago. But what they do have is Josh Allen, who had a great year last year, and Clavian Chasen, who played for LSU, the Tigers, uh, who won the championship last year in college. They're just not getting sacks. They're not getting a good pass rush, and that's what they need to build around. There's a potential for this team to look quarterback in the upcoming draft or free agency. Number 29, and it pains me to say this, the Dallas Cowboys. I was super high on them. I thought they were a playoff team. I thought they were a division lock almost. Uh, and they're 2-6. and six. You know, Dak was playing on his head. Uh, he kept them in games, but this defense is atrocious. Historically bad. They trade away Everson Griffin after trading for him earlier in the year. Um, the whole offensive line is hurt. Zeke doesn't look the same uh, without a team that can play with a lead. What does that mean for McCarthy? Really, what does it mean for McCarthy? Does it mean he's out after one year? Do you let him build? Do they keep Dak into next year? I mean, if they do, they got to pay him a lot of money. What does that mean for Amari Cooper? A lot of question marks around here. I love the young rookie, Trayvon Diggs. Um, he's given up a lot of big plays. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but these games don't matter. What he's getting is a lot of experience, and he's making a lot of big plays too. So I, I like that out of him. He has a lot of resilience, which is great. Number 28, the Giants. They almost knocked off the Bucks, scoring late in that game and then not getting a two-point conversion. Their offense is rough without Saquon, but I think they do have weapons. Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton. And Slayton is probably my favorite out of all of them. Uh, but Daniel Jones is kind of the issue right now. 61% completion percentage before last night. Uh, had five touchdowns to seven picks. Not great. But this defense is playing exceptional, only allowing 14th in the league in points scored against, which is great. Uh, they're led by Blake Martinez, who's the first-year guy in in New York. He played for the Packers for a couple years. And then Leonard Williams is really having a resurgence and playing amazing on that D-line for the Giants. Joe Judge, Jason Garrett. I don't think there was a high expectation for this, off for this offense and then for this coaching staff to begin with in the first year. So they might take a look at the single caller as well. It might not be their guy. Who knows what the Giants have in store? Number 27 are the Atlanta Falcons. Man, two and six. Their offense buzzes, man. Matt Ryan leading the league in passing yards. Todd Gurley, they pick him up in the offseason, scores eight touchdowns on the ground, which is tied for the league league at this point. And they're 14th in points four. That's not great, but it's good. It should win you more games. Uh, but what happens, they love to blow big leads, and they blow them in the craziest way possible. Their defense is 22nd, uh, and they keep finding ways to blow those leads. In a tough division, this year is just not the year. I know they tried to sell off assets. Julio Jones is rumored to be on the trading block. Matt Ryan is a question mark into coming years. The coach is fired, so what really is next for the Atlanta Falcons? It's not looking good with Tom Brady there for a couple more years, and obviously Drew Brees and the Saints in that division. Number 26, 
the Houston Texans. Yeah, I put the Texans above the Falcons here just because I think there is a little bit more hope on this team uh, than the Falcons. I think the Falcons do have a better roster, but the Texans have Deshaun Watson, and that's the difference. Uh, and they lost to some big teams, man. They lose to Baltimore, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Titans, and Packers. Are you kidding me? That's a tough run. I mean, that's a tough run. That's five games right there, all division-winning teams or close to division-winning teams. And their offense uh, runs through Deshaun Watson, 70% completion percentage high of his career so far, 15 touchdowns to five picks. He is definitely not the problem. They need a run game. They are the absolute lowest running yards total in the league through eight weeks. After trading for David Johnson, it just doesn't look good. They were a top five running team last year with Carlos Hyde, a top five running team. What happened to it? It, it, it really is a mess. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is proving that he was invaluable to this team. It's really sad that they don't have him. Number 25, the Lions. They're three and four. Matthew Stafford's leading this team. They're 18th in points, four. They beat the Cardinals, which is a big win. Matt Patricia, a defensive guy known for his being a defensive coordinator, back in his time with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, have a 26th ranked defense, and they haven't been good. Darius Slay leaves in the offseason. What is there? What is the future of Matthew Stafford? What is the future of Matthew Patricia? I think they have pieces to build off of. DeAndre Swift looks all right. Galladay wants out. I think the team's falling apart. Matthew Stafford's somewhat holding him, them together. But it, is he the guy for the next rebuild? They've been rebuilding for 10 years under Stafford. Maybe it's time to just cut ties, get whatever you can for him, and move on. Number 24, the Bengals. They're 2-5-1 and one under Joe Burrow. Uh, they had a, a tough loss again, or a tough tie against the Eagles in overtime. Uh, and they beat the Titans just most recently. Their offense is buzzing. They're 20th ranked. That's pretty good under a rookie quarterback. He is as advertised, if you ask me. 67% completion, 11 touchdowns, 5 picks. They got good weapons. The rookie T. Higgins is stepping up. Tyler Boyd is very underrated. The run game, man, is not helping Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon has been banged up, but they can't get the run going, and that's really hurting the Bengals. A.J. Green's going to be gone next year. That's going to free up some money. Joe Burrow's going to progress. We'll see what happens. They're ranked 24th. 23, Drew Locke and the Denver Mile High Broncos. Yeah, they haven't really beat anybody good. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's been hurt a little bit. Yeah, Philip Lindsay's been hurt a little bit. Yeah, Drew Locke's been hurt a little bit. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's out for the season. Yeah, Von Miller didn't even strap it up this year. Who knows? They're three and four. You know what? They're three and four. Their offense is pretty terrible right now. Gordon and Lindsay need to be healthy, and they need to be able to run the ball. Tim Patrick has stepped up beautifully. Jerry Judy's finally starting to find a rhythm on this team. 
KJ Hamler has the game-winning touchdown in their Week 8 game. And I'd like to see Drew Locke. He's got to take another step up. Right now he is not playing consistent enough football. He's playing football enough to win, but it needs to be consistent. Under 60% completion percentage, not good. And uh, the game-winning touchdown was amazing, phenomenal. Love the dance after. But we need to build from here, buddy. We need to build. Defensively, 17th ranked. I think they'd be higher, obviously, if they had Von Miller and a couple other pieces. But uh, Chubb there, rushing the passer. Malik Reed are getting to the quarterback, leading their team in sacks. They have 20 total. I'm a Drew Locke apologist, so it's time, man. It's time. We got to start winning games. And you know what? They did have four losses to teams that have a combined record of 24-5. and So what do you want from the second-year quarterback who only had five starts underneath him, okay? All right. Saints, Kansas City, Bills, Raiders times two in their future. Tough, tough games. Tough, tough slate moving forward. Got to win some. Got to win some. See what happens. I think there's still hope. 22. And this is all based on because of the prowess of the coach. New England Patriots, 2-5. and five. They lose to Seattle in the last second play. Lose to the Bills. Lose to the Chiefs. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Dolphins. But this offense is horseshit. Horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. They have the worst weapons in the NFL, hands down. And Cam Newton is not playing well. They need to establish the run with Damian Harris, the rookie, who didn't play the first like five or so games. And they need to help Cam out in the pass game. Yes, he's completing 66% of his passes, which is right around career average for him. So that's really not the problem. It's moving the ball downfield and getting consistent first downs and good drives. Cam has had a turnover problem in the past. It reared its end here in this last game in week eight. I don't see it as a problem moving forward. They're going to run with him the rest of this year. Belichick knows that they only paid him a million dollars. They can have a down year. That's fine. They're going to rebuild and be just fine moving forward. It's number 21, another rookie quarterback team, and that is Justin Herbert's Chargers. They're 2-5. and five. They lose to the Bucks. They lose to Kansas City, and they lose to New Orleans. All winnable games. Kansas City actually went into overtime. And I I like the kid, man. I really do. 17th ranked offense. Austin Eckler's their game changer on offense. Gets hurt for the season. Really tough shot to the team. Herbert's 67% completion. 15 touchdowns to 5 picks in 6 games. He's averaging 300 yards a game and running the ball well too. Keenan Allen is as advertised. I love Mike Williams. I think he doesn't get enough opportunity. I think the contract's coming up for him, so I'm really excited to see what that's going to look like. And they got a banged-up O-line. Brian Bulaga, who they traded for from the Packers, is out. Mike Pouncey, I believe, is out for the season. It's a tough one. Defensively, Joey Bosa, four and a half sacks. Can't wait to see this team with Derwin James back. Nelvin Ingram's hurt. Chris Harris is hurt. Every team's hurt, but hey, is what it is. Uh, they are the Falcons of the of the AFC. They're the Falcons of the AFC. 
the expectation wasn't nearly as high as it is for the Falcons, but they're in all these games and finding ways to lose them. It's unfortunate, but they'll be fine moving forward. A ton of hope for the Chargers and their rookie signal caller. Number 20, the Panthers. They're 3-5. and five. I think Teddy's distributing the ball very well. Curtis Samuel's getting involved in the run game. DJ Moore is that guy. Robbie Anderson has been a great free agent pickup because Teddy has proved that he can move the ball as well, that they can throw and run, don't always have to go through McCaffrey to pick up first downs. Both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore have over 600 yards at this point in the season. Teddy Bridgewater's top five in the NFL in passing yards. Offense is doing all right. And you know what? This defense has gotten a lot better. Um, big ups to Jeremy Chin in the offseason. He's been playing really well. Bright spot as a defensive rookie. They've only allowed nine passing touchdowns. Yes, their run D is still rough. Um, 4.7 yards. But that's improved since the historically bad year that they had last year. Man, they could have beat the Saints or at least tied him if Teddy doesn't take a sack. But excited to see what this all can do when Christian McCaffrey gets back. I am not counting them out for the year. Uh, I, I think they can play spoiler a little bit. 19, surprise of the year. Fitzpatrick gets benched for Tua. Tua comes in, throws 100 yards, and still gets a W. Pretty convincing W, by the way. They have key losses to the Patriots and Bills in their division. And then the Seahawks, of course. Uh, but they did beat the Niners and the Rams, who are pretty legit. So what does this team look like? Well, they are 11th on offense. Well, the run game is rough, but they're relying on big plays in the pass game. Man, I'm sad that Fitzpatrick gets benched. It's time for Tua, though. We got to see what he has. Half a year left. See what we got going into year two. And this defense, man, they're playing great. Xavier Howard, four interceptions. The most points they've given up was 28 against the Bills. So I really like that. Are they contenders? No. But what they are is ahead of the curve on this rebuild. Happy with the progress of this team. And then you build it in next year. Keep Flores and Chang Gailey. Build around two in the future is open in the AFC East. The Bills are scary. The Patriots re rebuild. But Dolphins, you guys are on the heartbeat of the AFC East right now. And that division could be yours as early as next year. Shit, even this year. It really depends how Tua progresses. I would say this number one ranked defense at the time is surprising. See what the second half of the season has to hold in store. Number 18. Number 18. Number 18 is the 49ers. They are 4-4. Four and four. They lost to the Cardinals and Seahawks in their own division and beat the Rams in their division. They're 15th on offense. They lose Kittle for eight weeks. They lose Jimmy G for multiple weeks. Looks like the season might derail, guys. Uh, but they have a ton of young talent. Debo Samuel's on and off the injury reports, but he's playing great when he's on the field. And Ayuk has been proving himself as a rookie out of Arizona State. I really like him. And whoever they put back there in the backfield is getting massive yards. 4.6 yards per carry in a backfield that's seen, what, now six? 
six different featured backs. It's pretty crazy. Defense, good, not great, not what they had last year, but good. They're 10th. Guys on IR, Richard Sherman, D. Ford, Nick Bosa, Ezekiel Ansah. They just traded away Quan Alexander. They're in a tough spot. Fred Warner's still a stud. Jason Verrett, great comeback year. Does Robert Salah, the defensive coordinator, move on for a head coaching job? It's a possibility. I know Shanahan kept him around last year after his name was kind of number one on the head coaching position. But they're 4-4 four and four and fourth in the West right now. I know the NFC drops off dramatically as far as the wild card spots go, and there are seven now. But, man, uh, Niners, a, a little bit of a Super Bowl slump, I guess. Uh, not due to their own play. I guess I should take that back. It's injuries. It's really injuries. And this Kittle one hurts a ton. This Kittle one hurts a ton. 17, the Philadelphia Eagles. I have to put them here. Oh, I don't have to put them here. Power rankings are power rankings, but if you're going to win a division, I feel like you got to be higher in the power rankings than 20. So they find themselves at 17. They lose a close game to Baltimore. They lose to Pittsburgh, and they lose to the Rams. They beat the Niners, which is a pretty significant win at the time. They're 23rd on offense. Let's be honest. Carson Wentz is not playing well. He's under 60% completion percentage, but I don't really think it's his fault. Alshon Jeffrey's hurt. Deshaun Jackson's hurt. Jalen Rager's hurt for most of the year. He's back now. Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders. Let's talk about positives this Travis Fulgham guy can play he looks locked in he looks good Jalen Rager's back I think he's gonna play well first round guy out of TCU Carson Wentz has five rushing touchdowns I think they're gonna get better in the second half of the year once they get healthy I think they're locked to win the NFC East and they could very easily beat a wild card team in the playoffs if you ask me just on the back of Carson Wentz and Brandon Graham alone. Defensively, they look just fine. They look good. I think the Eagles' D has always been kind of just good. Uh, Brandon Graham, seven sacks, bunch of forced fumbles by this team. They do play in a shitty division, so that definitely helps. But Carson Wentz is a gamer. You go with that. I don't think they're really that bad. They've just been bad lately. 16. This might be a homer pick at 16 because I got the Minnesota Vikings at 2-5. and five. They lose to Tennessee by a point. They lose to Seattle by a point. But they just recently beat the Packers. So I like them. 13th ranked offense. Delvin Cook might be the best running back in the game. Offense runs smooth when Delvin Cook's running smooth. And Justin Jefferson might be the most explosive wide receiver we've seen in some time in a rookie season. Lots to build on, I know. A very young offensive line. Irv Smith Jr. in his second year is being crucial. Uh, not only in the pass game, but in the run game as well. Had 
a couple great blocks uh, to spring Dalvin Cook against the Packers. Now the problem is, first off, Kirk Cousins and relying on him in the future. But then our 29th ranked defense, we are young, we are inexperienced. No Daniel Hunter this year. He opted to get surgery. Anthony Barr gets hurt week one. Really have to go and win out to make the playoffs at this point. Maybe one more loss. But the Packers are the hardest game on our schedule up to that point. And we'll see what happens. Number 15 is the Las Vegas Raiders. They're 4-3. and three. David Carr, 71% completion percentage. He's just vanilla guy on offense. It runs through Darren Waller and a mediocre 3.6 yards per carry by Josh Jacobs. This defense I thought was going to be really good when we saw him play against the New Orleans Saints. They kind of fallen apart a little bit. They got a young core to build on. Max Crosby, Klein Farrell, and Jonathan Abram look pretty good. I think this offense would be completely different if Terrell Williams was healthy. But they're a wild card team. But they still have the Chargers twice, Colts, and the Chiefs to play. I think they're a very potential for a wild card team, which would be great for John Gruden in, what, his second year, third year? Uh, and then see what happens moving forward. Number 14, the 5-3 and three Browns. Yeah, if the Browns is high, yes, they lose to Baltimore. They lose to Pittsburgh. There's an ongoing theme there. But they get a big win against the Colts. They need to beat better teams and prove to me that Baker's the guy. Their offense is 16th in scoring. Odell Beckham is out. Do they lose to the Raiders if Nick Chubb is healthy? Question mark. Baker's not good enough. Very limited on Baker's production on offense. They have the second best run team in the NFL if Chubb is healthy. Cream Hunt's great. Best backfield in the NFL. Keep running those guys. Defensively, Miles Garrett, nine sacks is a bright spot on a mediocre defense. In contention for defensive MVP for sure. And Denzel Ward seems to be a stud at corner. He's got 11 pass breakups this year. Need some more convincing wins, but uh, definitely a wild card lookout for the Browns. First time in forever. Number 13 are the Chicago Bears. That is Jason, my counterpart's favorite team. I got them ranked 13th here, 5 and 3. Biggest question mark is who is the damn quarterback? Nick Foles has thrown seven picks in five games starting. Do you go back to Mitch? Tariq Cohen's injury is devastating to this team. I thought they'd be able to run the ball this year, and they haven't been able to. David Montgomery thought would be a staple of this offense. Has not been. Get Allen Robinson involved. A couple of the younger wide receivers have looked all right. But really why the Bears are winning is because their eighth-ranked defense. Rokon Smith is all over the field. Cleo Mack, obviously. Akeem Hicks is very underrated. Probably the most underrated defensive player in the NFC, at least. And their corners are playing on their heads as well. Uh, with Fuller and Jalen Johnson, who's a rookie, they're playing uh, phenomenal. They're, well, they are 5-3, and three, but they have to play the Titans, the Vikings twice, and the Packers twice. Uh, so that's a tough five games right there. That could get them to eight losses. Who knows? Right now they're slated for a wild card spot. Number 12, that is the Indianapolis Colts. They let up 32 points to the Browns and lose. They beat the Bears 19-11 to in an ugly one. They have a 10th-ranked offense, but it's really not that good, man. Rivers 70-cent completion, 10 touchdowns, 6 picks. 
He's definitely a stop back quarterback in my opinion. Could be looking for a free agent. Dak Prescott, question mark, in the future. Sam Darnold, question mark, in the future. Very dink and dunk, relying on good defense to get them the wins. Really no standouts on O up to this point. 3.5 yards per carry is worst in the league. When they were one of the better running teams in the league last year. Uh, it's a real dynamic paradigm shift on this offense. They're run by their defense as well. Fifth ranked in points against 11 picks and a sound defense allowing for 15 touchdowns only on the season. But they are boring, man. They're boring as boring can get. I don't really see them upsetting too many people moving forward. Rams at 11. I like this offense. I think they're dynamic, but they need to score more goddamn points, and they need to figure out who their running back is. They're all running the ball well, but it just seems confusing. I'm behind Goff. They're fourth in offensive yards, but 21st in offensive scoring. 13 touchdowns for Goff. 61% 61% touchdown conversion rating in the red zone. That's second least in the league. Need to score touchdowns. Need to score touchdowns. When you have the second most red zone possessions, need to score touchdowns. But they're third on defense. You know, their defense hasn't really clicked the last two years. Even when they went to the Super Bowl, it wasn't their defense. It was their offense. But now their defense is clicking, obviously, behind Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey playing well. They're giving up 4.7 yards per play. That's the best in the NFL. Donald with nine sacks, and they are just stingy, stingy, stingy. They're only giving up nine passing touchdowns throughout eight weeks. They're a hard team to figure out. They really are. But I think you establish the run and win off play action with Sean McVay and Jared Goff, and the Rams will be just fine. Best division in football. And the Rams are kind of at the lower end of it. Maybe at the bottom of it. 10. Buffalo Bills. They're 6-2. Stephon Diggs has proved to be a huge free agency signing. 19th ranked points on offense. Allen goes from 58% completion to 67 this year. Last year they won with a good run game. This year they're winning throwing the ball. Singletary is now healthy, so we'll see what happens. But this defense is what holds them in the games as well. 15th in ranked defense. 5th worst against a run and not causing many turnovers. Play a couple bad teams, get a couple good wins. I still think they win this division. But they play the Hawks, Cardinals, Niners, and Steelers still. Can they beat a number one wildcard team? Like the Ravens? Like the Titans maybe? I don't know. It's yet to be seen. I'm not sold on the Bills, but I'll give them. They're in my 10, top 10. Number nine, the young, flying Arizona Cardinals at 5 and 2. They lose a tough one to the Lions and they lose to the Panthers. Those losses look ugly, but they beat the Seahawks in overtime and they did it in fun fashion. Eighth ranked offense, Kyler is running the ball really well and running this offense really well. DeAndre Hopkins is proving exactly what we thought, that he is that dude, best wide receiver in the league. He's averaging like 100 yards a game. Kyler Murray's running seven touchdowns. 
I like the Cardinals. I think they can beat anybody. And this defense holds them together as well. Isaiah Simmons had a huge pick in the Seattle game, and he hasn't really been the bright spot. Chandler Jones is a huge loss. You know, 18 and a half sacks a year ago, he gets hurt. But Buda Baker, man, he is that dude. He's living up to the contract so far. Two picks, two sacks, forced fumble, and leads the team in tackles. At the end of the day, the Arizona Cardinals are going to go as far as Kyler Murray takes them. He is my number two in MVP voting at this time. We'll get to my number one soon. Number eight, that's the New Orleans Saints. They're five and two. They lose to the Packers and the Raiders, but they beat some good teams. They beat Chicago in overtime. They beat the Bucks and they beat the Chargers. Now listen. Drew Brees is throwing for 73% completion, obviously. They've been winning without Michael Thomas. And Alvin Kamara has taken the lion's share in offensive production, leading the team in receptions and reception yards by over 250 yards. Michael Thomas comes back, and this team is scary. Yeah, the defense has been a little down. Cam Jordan's not the player that he used to be. Malcolm Jenkins is a huge pickup, providing a solid tackler and a motivational leader to this defense. Tamario Davis is a stud in the middle. They just pick up Quan Alexander from the 49ers. Man, they're good. They're good. Their corners play and they're physical. Janoris Jenkins being one of those guys that can make a play at any given time. I think if they win the turnover battles and games, they win the game. They are too dynamic on offense to let them control the flow of the game. Get Breeze off of his mark and make them run to beat you and not the quick passing game. Sean Payton is too smart. Drew Breeze is too smart. They are just running through teams on short, quick passes, short, quick passes. Don't make mistakes, and it works. They're at eight. Number seven, the Tennessee Titans. Yes, Tennessee Titans, big win against the Bills when they scored 42 on those guys, 42-16 to 16 in that game. They have a sixth-ranked offense. Ryan Tannehill's throwing for 260 yards a game, and Derrick Henry's running for 100 yards a game. Most balanced team in the league. And A.J. Brown is now back and healthy, and he is balling out as well. He makes explosive plays. Five touchdowns in five games for him. And Corey Davis is stepping up and providing exactly what Ryan Tannehill needs out of his first-round draft pick, averaging 70 yards a game. Their defense only has seven sacks, 31st in the league. It's a huge problem. They bring in Clowney, and it's not really helping. He's also hurt. He's banged up. But they're tied for third in interceptions. They have nine. And they just picked up Desmond King from the Chargers. Makes that defense that much better. I'd like to see it. 18th points against for the Titans, 5-2. and two. Um, They're going to be fighting with the Colts for the division, but I think it really is the Titans' division to lose at this point. By far the worst part about their game, though, man, is their kicking. They've attempted 17 field goals and made 10. Frickin' Goskowski. 
Man, that's tough. They lose to Pittsburgh by three because of a missed field goal. Tough. Seven missed field goals halfway through the year. Well, on a bright side, Derrick Henry looks to be winning the rushing title once again this year. I think he's still underrated, which is unbelievable for a guy of his caliber. But moving on to six. Six is the Green Bay Packers. They are 5-2. and two. They just recently lost to the Vikings. And they got their ass kicked by Tom Brady's Bucks. They have a fourth-ranked offense. Aaron Jones is running 5.2 yards per carry. Devontae Adams is averaging 100 yards per game. And they have a good balance, too. I like this Robert Tanyan at tight end. He provides a consistent target for Aaron Rodgers, who is playing pretty damn well. Defense, six sacks for Zaria Smith. Jair Alexander is playing really well. They got a good... Uh, they got a good pasty, but their run D is a concern as Delvin Cook scores four touchdowns on them. They've given up 10 on the year and 4.7 yards per carry. It's like the Niners last year in the playoffs. They ran all over the Vikings in one, and then they go to Green Bay and run all – or then Green Bay comes to them, and they run all over Green Bay. I really see that happening getting to the Packers until they can shore up their run game. It's going to be a big concern for them moving forward. Their team is built off of offensive production and Aaron Rodgers. But, man, if you can't stop the run, your offense can't be out there. Number six, the Seattle Seahawks, 24th-ranked defense. Man, this defense is not good. They are not the Legion of Boom that we've come to know and love. But they did trade for Carlos Dunlop. Hopefully provides them with some pass rush because they need it badly. But they are the number one-ranked offense for a reason. And that's DK Metcalf, who is an absolute stud, and Tyler Lockett on the low. They still need to build in the run game. They're a big run team last year. Chris Carson's been hurt, but when he's back, they are dangerous. And talking about dangerous, 26 touchdowns for the MVP frontrunner, 71% completion percentage for Russell Wilson. He is the heartbeat of the Seattle Seahawks team. They move to the beat of his drum. They are a fear to be reckoned with once Chris Carson is back. Number four, I had to move these guys down. I had them at number two, but after the Monday night game, I moved them down. That is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're five and two. Key losses, they lose to Chicago on a Thursday night, and they lose to the Saints week one. Big win against the Packers. They dominated the Packers. They're second in offensive production points per game. Man, they got weapons everywhere. In the backfield, Ronald Jones looks great. Leonard Fournette's healthy and looks great. Gonkowski, Cameron Brait. Freaking, should we talk about their receivers? Unbelievable. And then now they're adding Antonio Brown. It's scary. But what's even scarier is that they complement it with a sixth-ranked defense. 25-team sacks. Antoine Winfield looks great as a rookie. Devin White is all over the field. And Jason Pierre-Paul is playing well, leading the team in sacks. They play the Chiefs in Week 12, and it's going to be a huge test to see if Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready for a Super Bowl run 
in his first year down in Florida. Number three, this is controversial now. Number three, the 7 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, they beat Baltimore this past week. Yes, they beat Tennessee. They have a fifth ranked offense. Big Ben looks better than ever with the best weapons you've ever had. He's flirting with the best completion percentage of his career. I'm very concerned about the run efficiency, 22nd in the league. And their defense is great, too. They lead the league with 30 sacks. They forced four turnovers against their division foe Ravens this past week. Yeah, they look good. They do look good. I love Claypool. I love Juju, Deontay Johnson, Ebron. Man, they got playmakers. And, man, they're explosive. They can play sound football. If they can limit turnovers, they can win. As I have the Ravens ranked, too. Yes, they did just lose to the Steelers. I tell you what. I still believe in Lamar Jackson, and I believe in the run game that the Ravens have. They lose to Kansas City, and they lose to Pittsburgh, two of the top three teams in the NFL up to this point. They're eighth in offense. Lamar's only throwing 60% of completion percentage. Running is obviously the strong point, leading the league in yards per carry. But they got to limit the turnovers. They limit the turnovers, they win these games. That's all it comes down to, and I think he can do it. This defense is good. I know the Steelers' defense is good, but this is good too, man. Calais Campbell, they just trade for Yannick Ngakwe from the Vikings. Patrick Queen, the rookie, is stepping up, playing really well, leading the team in tackles. Marlon Humphrey's a little banged up right now, but he just got a huge contract and is playing well. I am concerned that they're not beating good teams. The Eagles win was questionable. Let the Eagles score a bunch of points in the fourth quarter. Lamar really hasn't taken that leap forward after being the MVP in his second season. I think you need to involve J.K. Dobbins more in this offense. Use Des Bryant if you're going to sign him and make more plays. You're not making enough plays. You're doing the easy stuff and letting you, yourself win with your defense. You need to make more plays on offense and be more aggressive. That's what I want to see from the second half of the season. Ravens are my number two. Number one, I think anybody would be lying to you if this team wasn't number one. Okay, maybe the Steelers could be number one. But the Kansas City Chiefs deserve it. Yes, they lose to the Raiders. But they beat Baltimore. They beat Buffalo. They found a running game. They're third in points per game. They're, th they're third in points against... Their run defense is still a little rough, 4.8 yards per carry against. But they're fast and cohesive on defense. Chris Jones, Frank Clark playing well in the front seven. Ty Matthew flying around looking well. Super Bowl slump hasn't happened. Doesn't happen for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Him and Tyree Kill are having a field day out there doing piggyback rides and shit. They're more balanced than ever, and they add Le'Veon Bell. Scary, scary. I know we just left Halloween, but man, that shit is scary. Chiefs round off the power rankings for Uncle Luke. I'll be sending this out on Wednesday morning, Tuesday night. Jason and I will get together and do contenders and pretenders. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time.